1: you're listening to The Race for the Ring, episode 38, Leaning In, with Dina Vitantonio. You're listening to The Race for the Ring, a podcast about dating in the digital decade. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm a PR queen, a published inspirational author, motivational speaker, mom, and dating diva. Each week, I'll have a special guest dish dating dilemmas and delights with me, and together we'll maneuver how to play the game, not get played, and claim the most prized possession, self-love. Ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 38 of Race for the Ring. I am Mindy Barnett. Today, we are talking all about energy and healing which is so important every single day but especially as we head into the holiday season and some of us might be feeling a somewhat blue if we don't have someone special to share the holidays with from the opposite or same sex depending on your preference uh, today we are going to be talking with an um a professional energy therapist her name is Dina Videntario, and she's a published author. She's a master Reiki practitioner, which I absolutely love, by the way, a crystal healing expert, chakra balancing, and also has um, a knowledge, a plethora of knowledge, I should say, in aromatherapy. She sits on the board um, as the Secretary of the U.S. Federation of Certified Psychics, Mediums, and Healers. Before we get into Dina, I just want to send a, a reminder to everybody that today's episode is sponsored by Grande Cosmetics, which is the eyelash and eyebrow enhancing serum of choice by the race for the ring they also make an incredible line of lip plumbers um, and glosses and with a sudden like a subtle hint i should say of color as well as some actual um, more coverage And it's a very holistic way to kind of accentuate your lips and and your eyes and your eyebrows and all of the above, especially as we're walking around in our masks and such. But the lip plumpers are also a favorite um, by by, by many, many, many. um, And basically everything that they do kind of keeps you out of the plastic surgeon's office. So they are indeed the best the creme de la creme I also want to say thank you so much for Layla underscore 28 she is our uh, reviewer of choice today she writes in thank you Mindy for a great podcast you never disappointed brighten my day I'm always so excited to listen to your new episodes because you've covered topics that have helped me drastically with my relationships whether it be romantic or platonic I cannot wait to hear more oh Layla underscore 28 thank you so much I really appreciate you rating and reviewing and ask all of you listening today to please do the same if you haven't already done so it would mean the world to me it really helps everybody find us and just helps us be able to grow our audience and our our reach and just sort of entertain and inform the best that we can so back to Dina, everybody. Um, as I mentioned, she's devoted her life. She's educating people on topics related to all energy, holistic energy, such as consciousness, mastering our minds and energy, aligning the body, aligning the mind, and the spirit for success, and she really looks to share knowledge and the deep relationships that are definitely present between energy and healing and the power that it holds. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into a little bit about how looking at some of these um, tactics can really help those of you out there who might still be mourning the loss of a loved one, not necessarily a death of a loved one, but the death of a relationship um, definitely can hold you back as you explore new relationships and new connections, whether you're just dating to sort of like test the waters or looking to you know find your quote you know forever love um so hopefully this will shed a little bit of insight in some light if you will into um into your life and hopefully you can overcome those past relationships learn for them learn from them and move on so thank you and here we go with dina hi dina thank you so much for being here
0: thank you it's a pleasure i'm excited to be with you today
1: Oh, yes, me too. We met not that long ago, actually, in Central Park, and I was so enamored by all of your, uh, I guess, your mindfulness and your your sense of calm and just listening to you talk put my mind at ease, to be honest with you. Well, thank you. You're That's good to hear. Voice.
0: Hopefully yeah, not to sleep.
1: <laughs> no, I just can't. I was like, I'm always, I tend to be like, always kind of stressed. Um, I know it's so funny. I actually was uh even just getting uh, my nails done the other day and the nail technician was like, You need to chill out because I think my fingers like they <laughs> 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 couldn't file them properly because I think mean, I didn't mean to be. I wasn't I mean it was a manicure, so obviously that's like a self like care, like relaxing time, but My
0: mind just goes into ugly places. (laughs) I'm just like stressed out about
1: something probably. Well, sometimes just
0: moving sometimes just moving the fingers and feet or toes are a great way to release excess energy when you don't know where to put it. So that's why a lot of times people tap their feet, tap their toes or wiggle their fingers, tap their fingers. Or shake their knee. Like Absolutely. yeah, hmm. so you it's just needed – you had a lot of energy to release and share. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny the way she
1: said that. And I'm also one that gets a massage, and I lay on the massage table whenever I do indulge, and then the, the massage therapist is like, oh, my God, you can really hide your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my back is usually, like, full of nuts. Okay, anyway, enough about that. Let's talk a little bit about you. Why don't you tell all of our listeners – um, basically what you do, you're you're in medication and uh, healing and energy healing and all of that. Um, and also we're going to dive into how that can be applied to when someone might maybe going through like kind of a rough romantic patch, like whether it be a bad breakup or, you know, just kind of feeling down or blue or what have you.
0: Absolutely. So first of all, I'll start with explaining a little bit about who I am, what I do in my background. So as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. I'm, I am an energy therapist, actually, is my proper title, and I work with energy to help people find their balance, whether it's for personal or professional use, right? Mm -hmm. So I work with a variety of different modalities and teaching people how to actually utilize their energy to achieve the results that they'd like, or to change some of the patterns in their life and open up some of the blockages to be able to move through some of the barriers that may be hindering them from ending up in places that they want to end up as far as achieving success. What would
1: some of the energy barriers look like? Can you give a few examples of what that might
0: be? Sure. I think that people probably in the topic related to what we're speaking about today, a great example that I hear women and men speak of often is the self-sabotage. So sometimes we're in a pattern that we're just unaware of our behavior, and it creates situations that don't end up the way that we like. And even unknowingly, we're creating these situations to magnetize to us, even though that's not what we really want to achieve. So So
1: when you say self-sabotage, like maybe going after a type of guy or girl that Is essentially not well, good for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Not exactly available. Maybe they're in a relationship or they're married or whatever it may be, or perhaps they're
0: narcissistic in some way, like that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So you'll find that people that are highly intuitive and tend to be on the empathic side will often have a very high threshold of tolerance, sometimes too high of a tolerance. So they'll find narcissistic behaviors or people that are on a variety of spectrum of narcissistic behaviors. So that's one Mm. sabotaging behavior. Another one, as you mentioned, is finding someone who is emotionally unavailable. We'll find someone who lives in a different state. We'll find someone who's still in a relationship or even perhaps married. And we'll tend to settle for that for a while because it's another way that we're sabotaging ourselves from really achieving what our desire is
1: why do we why do people do that well it's a, i mean i think i'm guilty of that sure. definitely by some of the things you're describing
0: yeah i think we all have some type of ability to step back from a relationship and sometimes maybe instead of as as this sessions called lean in. Sometimes we don't lean Mm. into what's right in front of us. And we step back and fall into old behaviors because we allow the inner voice and the inner dialogue to tell us those things that are not really true. Things like I'm not worthy. Things like I'm not really open. This is not the person for me. And the reality is that we're not opening up ourselves to, to really exploring other relationships and other possibilities because we can be too fixed. We can be too fixed in what we think we might want. And the reality is what we really want might be really what's in front of us. Wow.
1: That's so interesting. So how do you, how do you start getting, I mean, I know it's probably a lot of work. I know you work with people on this on a day to day basis, you know, in terms of getting through those barriers and seeing more clearly and finding their inner voice, inner love, inner self-respect. But if you had to water it down into, you know, the, the for the essence of this podcast so our listeners can walk away with a little bit of information like what what types of barriers would be the first ones to try to knock down in your opinion?
0: Sure. So I'll talk for for a moment if that's okay about being able to balance your energy and if you're really serious about finding a relationship, there are a couple items that I always tell people that they could move toward or at least have some some space in their life to try and magnetize that relationship or that partnership to them. Mm -hmm. And this will help combat some of the barriers that we may have. So first of all, it's to be really clear and own what you want. So show up in a very authentic way. That's the key. And I think a lot of times what women, even men tend to do is mold themselves like a pretzel to try and be what they think the other person might be looking for, or to assume that this might be, this type of relationship that this person might want. So I'm going to respond from thinking that mm-hmm. or from that place. Mm-hmm. So often I think that it's really important for us to be aware and to know ourselves and to know what we want and to know that when we stand in our power of knowing what we want, people are drawn to that. People are drawn to your energy of certainty and certainty helps the universe I always say conspire to help deliver what you truly want. When you're uncertain and you're not clear, the universe isn't clear. So they'll send you a bunch of people that are not really the people that are best for you. And sometimes we settle for periods of time because we haven't been clear. So it's very important that you become very aware of your needs, your wants, your likes, your dislikes, and a threshold that you might have of tolerance around things. When you're honest with yourself, people want to be with people that are clear and certain. Mm-hmm. It feels very comfortable and very easeful. That's one thing. The second thing is to be real and to remember that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's not that you have to wear your heart on your sleeve and and you know cry all over the place. But It is really important to let people know who you are. When you show up as who you are, you're giving the opposite person an opportunity to know you. Otherwise, they're only getting to know a piece of you or what you're trying to project as you, but it may not really be you. So being real and being vulnerable is another key aspect. I guess and in order
1: to I also, interrupt you, but I guess to do that, yeah. You have to love yourself, right? In order to like yes. want to share that with somebody new. You know, if you if you're not confident yes. with yourself first, then I guess that's a hard pill to swallow, right? For some not me per uh, se, sure, but I think some of our listeners probably do suffer from that. Would you agree? A
0: hundred percent. Yes. You hit the nail right in the head. That's actually my number five. And to be honest with you, it should really be number one. Mm -hmm. I often tie in, have fun and love yourself because we often equate loving ourselves with getting our nails done, getting our hair done, looking our best, but it's much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It's being very true to truly honoring what you need and what you want and being okay to say, You know, you're a great person. I really admire these qualities that you bring to the table. It's just not exactly what I'm looking for right now. So I think it's being really honest and owning what you need, but it's also owning your value. And I think that's a big part of self-love that we tend to miss. Mm -hmm. We often don't even know what our value is. We don't even understand what we bring to the table. And we allow the other person to tell us what we bring to the table or our value by how they act or how they respond to us. And we allow the outside energy is what I call that Mm -hmm. to pull and transfer our internal energy. We need to be clear and loving with ourselves and know what we offer and know that that's a value so that those inner voices that come out when we get uncomfortable, when we feel vulnerable, those inner voices tend to show up When we feel like we might be a little raw and Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's when we have to know exactly who we are and we're able to move through some of those barriers and blockages because that rawness is a realness. It's not anything to back away and run away from. It's allowing people to see you who you are how do you protect
1: that inner voice from the outside, um, voices, as you mentioned, like people that perhaps you might be engaged with or in relationship with, or even friends, like people can pull you down, um, maybe because they have their own self dislike, or, you know, their lack of confidence or jealousy. There's so many ugly factors that come into play when, um, but it's, I think it's, I don't know what's worse, like a friend doing that to you or like your mm-hmm. romantic partner doing that to you. Either way, it's obviously really cruel and painful, but how do you protect yourself from that
0: in a, in a in a healthy way? That's a really good question. I get asked this all the time, and I think what's really important to remember is that when you keep yourself grounded, And you have, for me, I know that I need to have some alone time. And I know that I need to have some time to be able to self-reflect. I like to self-reflect on my day. And I like to self-reflect on my interactions throughout that day, whether they're personal and or professional. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I learn something, even in the relationships that I've had for a long time. So I ask myself, how did that make me feel? is that aligned with how I want to treat others and what I accept for myself? What's really interesting is that when I talk to women and men, I find a lot of times that they accept something very different in their friendships than they accept in their relationships. And I tell people if if a relationship is not showing up for you when you really need them to show up for you consistently it's consistently, is that the type of friendship that you would have in your life? And most mm-hmm. of the time we wouldn't allow that, but we have a different set of rules for relationships and partners than we do for friends. And I think it really takes self-reflection and it takes, I love to say this, although sometimes it makes people step back. We have to have brutal, loving honesty. Is and it brutal- mean, Dina? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, so brutal loving honesty is we have to take all of the good, all the bumps, all of the bruises with knowing that it's taking us to a place of greater understanding with what we feel we deserve and what we truly want to achieve, the outcome that we desire. So that means be loving to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up because you dated the same type of person again learn from that when we don't learn from that we tend to step into the same patterns what happens what happens often though is that in the course of having an experience in a relationship that isn't comfortable i tell people to journal to write down those experiences because when we go back two and three weeks later and it's not an issue anymore we forget and then the same feeling shows up so we make excuses and allowances And being brutally honest is being able to say, you know what, this feeling didn't feel good. This is my feeling I need to work on. And this is something that I'm not comfortable with. So we have to step back, reflect on it. And I'm, again, a big proponent of journaling so that we can look back and reflect much easier when a situation happens again or the same feeling shows up or that same you know, message in the back of our head that shows up or back of our mind that shows up and says, we're not worthy. We're not good enough. So journaling mm-hmm. helps a multitude of times and being grounded. Being grounded is another key element. Being grounded such as, for me again, it's meditation, yoga, and it's a lot of self-reflection. Grounding, doing grounding exercises, spending time in nature, Even sitting outside, looking at the trees, watching the birds, whatever it is that that you desire, get yourself to a place where you're grounded. And why is it important to go back to what you asked earlier? It's important because the outside influences and the energies outside will not be able to pull you down and pull you into their story or their drama or their lack of being grounded and present, because you're Mm -hmm. fully aware of where you are. That's great. It's protecting
1: yourself and your soul, basically. Yes.
0: And it's a lot easier when your roots are firmly planted in the ground, just like if you were a big oak tree and a huge wind comes by. You're not going to fall over so easy
1: yeah that's a really good analogy all right let's dive into a little bit about energy healing specifically and how we can use that um if we are um maybe someone listening uh, is just recently undergoing a bad breakup or on the cusp of having a bad breakup or perhaps you know even maybe they weren't involved in a relationship per se with another person but they were dating maybe five six dates in and they, the other person just sort of decided it wasn't a fit that obviously can be somewhat devastating if the other party was like feeling it and the other wasn't so to speak so um, let's just share a little bit about some um, holistic energy healing tactics uh, everyone can sort of implement um, and make their lives a little bit more pleasant and easier to to manage because that's a really brutal feeling I feel like the older you get too um, I'm in my 40s now and Mm -hmm. I think like breaking up with someone now versus when I was Younger um, is really, really, really difficult. And more so than it ever was. But when I was younger,
0: absolutely. I think you start telling yourself that you're running out of time, or you start telling yourself that that you know this has to be the one, or that can this be the one? And we put so much pressure on ourselves that we stop having fun sometimes in the process. So I think yeah. it's really allowing yourself to to enjoy the experience if this is not the person for us then perhaps there's someone that we'll meet in their sphere that will be for us or they can teach us something that's going to help us understand a little bit about what we might enjoy i wanted to i wanted to mention something that i feel is really important and and you had mentioned in the question that sometimes when you're seeing someone, you're dating someone and you're having, a, you know, you're feeling like it's going in one direction and all of a sudden they pull the carpet from under you and they move in a different direction. I think a big part of that is to consistently reflect on what you want. And if this is moving in the direction that you want, and that's the A. But the B is communicate. Communicate in a healthy way that's open. And when I say that, it's it's communicating from the perspective of listening to what they say, listening and communicating with the the option of, of an open dialogue, a non-judgmental dialogue. Because sometimes what we want is actually very similar to what they're delivering, but we're not aware of that because we're not we're so fixed on what we think we need to have and what we want that we become so closed off to other options or other opportunities so it's communicate okay. and be open that's it's really 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 important to always remember to do that it's key for sure
1: yeah yeah, I think that I, I agree with you so that, you know, you're not leading somebody on and that you're also, you know, uh, as best as you can be on the same page. So some of the healing tactics that I researched a little bit include like some visualization. Like, yes. Um, an article that I read um, by Style, uh, by. I'm trying to find this source. Um, I can't find the source right now. I apologize, everybody. Oh, it's by Mind Body Green. Um, mm-hmm. it's basically saying like one thing to do to sort of be is to cut the cord, right? We all know that mm-hmm. the best way to to move on from a breakup is to just kind of be cold turkey. That's easier said than done though. Yes. I think I never have been able to truly do that. Um, at least not on the first attempt or second <laughs> or third.
0: I you know, I think it's hard. And you know how It is hard. And I do want to say something about that. I think people are so quick sometimes to say, that's it. I'm done moving on. And sometimes what we have to do is we have to understand that we can extrapolate something from that experience that is teaching us something. Use every date, every conversation as an opportunity to learn more about yourself and more about what you want. And the only way to understand what we want Is to experience what we don't want. So it's very, very true. So use these as this is, I tell everyone, we're in the lab. We are, you know, we're in the field doing field research. So enjoy the learning. This is where the fun is. Yeah, you're in school, everyone. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So I have lots to teach.
1: I have learned lots last other I do want. That is for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, at any rate, they say to physically... And mentally slam the door in your ex's face, like keep slamming it in their face, like in harder and harder and harder each time till you can get the anger out mentally. I mean, not really doing it to the person, obviously, but would do you think that's like a good
0: practice? I, mean, so I do. do I think? mean, I think that everyone's going to be a little bit different. And why I believe they're sharing that is because when you sh- when you shut off that energy, what it does is it stops the siphoning from them pulling on your energy. Because when there is mm. unresolved emotion, anytime there's unresolved mm. emotion, there is the opportunity for what they call courting and energetic threading is what I like to call it. Energetic threading oh, is that's when, interesting. Yes, when we share deep emotional bonds Or deep experiences, it's very challenging for us to step away, especially as women or emotional beings. And so, when these Mm -hmm. threads, the stronger they are, and the more that we feed these threads, so the more experiences we have had, especially if there's emotional sort of trauma to it or emotional connectivity those will strengthen. So it's much more difficult to step away from that. So what we need to do is we need to understand that sometimes we have to clear those off, clean those off, and it's easier to stop the siphoning than allow that cording to happen. Here's one thing that I always recommend for people to remember, especially women. Women, I find, tend to romanticize or recall The possibility of a relationship, and that's what makes it harder for them to shut the door. They're stuck and enamored in the two or three or four or six weeks before someone, if they're a love bomber, for example, and you probably have heard that term. If, if they're mm-hmm. all of a sudden Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful and they were present and they did everything and showed up as the, you know, the white knight on the horse or, you know, mm-hmm. the white woman in the tower, Rapunzel, right, with the beautiful long hair, if they show up as these amazing beings, we get mm-hmm. stuck. So for the first few weeks, they're these amazing beings. But then the last three months, they were entirely someone different. They were 180 degrees on the opposite spectrum. But we've stuck in mm-hmm. our mind in this place of who they were the two weeks into yeah. the relationship. And we romanticize about how wonderful the relationship could be if we can really revisit that. And we start saying to ourselves, what did I do wrong? What should I have done differently? What can I do differently? And we try to prove and convince them that we can do something a little bit different. So what I tell people to do is to remind yourself of who they are in that moment who are have they shown up to be and who do they consistently show up to be? And that's what we have to remember. Instead of allowing mm-hmm. yourselves to keep the door open, which may make it more difficult to shut the door and keep this thread alive, is to remember who they are in the now. If we shut the door, we don't have to think that it's forever. It's for this moment. This is what I need to get me to where I need to be until they show up and can be the person that I need them to be, I need to close this door in this moment. And I think we get very fearful of not being able to close the door because we don't want to ruin that possibility if they show up being that person that they were the first two weeks in the relationship. So it's to not... Yeah,
1: but you know, if they're worth it, they're going to show exactly. up and it and bang the door Exactly. Now. Yeah, that's hard though. I, I agree though because you feel... But you used to believe in yourself. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Absolutely. And if it's not, then they a be- different plan for you that's someone better. I think another good thing to do as we're talking <laughs> is to print out a really ugly picture of it from your Instagram page and blow it up and stick it on your
0: mirror every morning to begin <laughs> affirmation that they're gross yes the and the yes and i tell everyone absolutely it's important to remember that every time you get upset and angry you have a right to be upset you have a right to be angry you can feel betrayed honor your feelings and every time you feel that Look at that picture and journal. Journal that experience. What I also tell my clients to do, set up a fake email account. Write everything down when it comes up to you and email yourself. That's a good idea. Email yourself. And and I've had clients that have done the funniest email addresses like, you know uh, they that's funny because I never
1: my, and that's, I you yeah. to, but my second tip was to write a letter that you never planned yeah so that's like the same kind of thing yeah that's so, cool. right yes. yeah so what is like yes what, uh, some of the email addresses your clients yes I'm so like, like, you really know late. and you just
0: make a really fun email address like never going there again or not going back or don't think so can't touch that. You have had all kinds of funny email addresses that they've created. So, so yes, mailing That's a letter funny. is another way to do it. And I tell it, mail it to yourself. Put it in the mail, address it to yourself. And when you get it a week later, five days later, read it, you've had a chance to get it outside. So, from an energetic standpoint, what you're doing is you're releasing any of the tension, tightness, hurt that we're holding on to, and we're putting mm-hmm. it in something mm-hmm. outside of us to be sent off. So if they have an email address, they can send it off. I've even had people send it to me. And, you know, I've had people send it to me. Sometimes they want to keep it private. But if you have a really good friend that you trust, send it to them. But I always recommend, first and foremost, either writing it in a letter, mailing it off, or sending it to a separate email address that you create just for your peace of mind you shouldn't send it to the person. Well, I think what, what I tell them to do is be, I know we want to, right? It can, we can feel better in that moment we think about it. But I tell them, before yeah. you send it, take at least that opportunity to send it to yourself. And you might feel very different in two or three days. Or you may have a different perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's funny, though. Okay, no, that's good advice, though. All right, and then... They also reference gentle crystals. I know you probably have a lot to say about that and the healing crystals and minerals. We actually did a show. I don't remember which episode it was, everybody. I'm sorry, but not that long ago. I'd say maybe a month or so back from when we're recording this one where we talked about the different crystals and what they do. But um, I would say like amethyst, moonstones, rose quartz, why don't you talk a little bit about what we can do with that, how we should hold them and things to make us feel calmer and like more at ease if we're going through a turbulent time and a
0: breakup or, you know, feeling kind of down in the dating game. Sure. So, so absolutely. And we can do an entirely different show on crystals as you already know, um, healing with crystals. But for example, in the context of those that you mentioned for healing around relationships, Rose Quartz are amazing. Mm -hmm to help you find that sense of self-love. And what it provides for you is a very soft, watery, motherly, loving energy. So when you're going through your experience, use your rose quartz and sleep with it. Sometimes people actually put it in, if you can buy a little pouch for it, or put it if you have a little sports bra or something like that, or an sh- a undershirt, put it in there and carry it with you so that you feel this sense of love when you're going out after a breakup into, you know, work or going out. So it's really wonderful to use rose quartz for that, just to remind yourself to really be more loving and be more tender with yourself. Moonstone is fabulous Mm -hmm. because it, because it can be used in one of two ways, not both simultaneously. And moonstone Mm -hmm. is about healing the emotion and, or the physical trauma from a relationship or an experience that you may have. So if you if you use moonstone, you can also put it at your third chakra or your heart center. Your high heart, which is above the throat and the heart, is also wonderful for moonstone. And it will work with the actual moon cycles as well. So as we're moving into... Uh, A more of a full moon, you will feel maybe the energy connecting even a little bit more to some of your energy centers or your heart center. So you can use it in a way that you can ask it to clear your energy of any emotional trauma that you're holding from the loss of a relationship and or physical pain. Because as you know, the heart doesn't know any difference between emotional or physical. It's really the brain that makes the distinction, so we get this sensation, and then it's mm-hmm. right. We we understand only moments later when the brain makes the distinction. Mm-hmm. So moonstone can be used in that way as well. How can they be used? They can be used in a bath. They can also in amethyst. Oh,
1: really? How you stick so in you the stone? So you can
0: bathtub? put if you have a oh. raw stone or you have a tumble a stone, you can use it during a bath. And you, what I always tell people is, just mm-hmm. have a bath specifically for just that, for healing your emotional wounds around this relationship. If you want to close up something around the relationship, allow the moonstone to do that or physical discomfort that you might have upset stomach from the relationship. You can do the same thing with a rose quartz. You can do the same thing with even an amethyst. What I tend to tell people to do, just a general rule of thumb, is to stay away from a lot of the blue or green stones. They tend to, especially in the raw form, you don't want to take a bath with those. They tend to be used. They tend to have different minerals that are not necessarily always conducive for our body. And even um, so. So okay. that's just in general. Yeah. However, you can also do what's called an indirect infusion. You can put a glass of water and put another smaller glass inside so that there's no water in that second glass. And you put the stone inside that glass so that it's inside the actual glass. Glass of water, and then what you'll do is you'll invoke. You can okay. put your hand over it. You can put your hand around it. You'll invoke an intention for healing, and then you drink the water. So people actually do a pitcher of water. Sometimes the That's water cool. pitchers that yeah. have the ice cylinders inside that you can use if you're outside in a summer day. Yeah, you can yeah, use your yeah. crystal in there instead yeah. of the ice or with the ice so that it doesn't transfer into the the actual water that you're drinking. That's another option. You can use it in your hand. On the left hand down, right hand over as a meditation or a visualization tool, especially if you look at the crystal and the Hmm. crystal has a lot of layers to it. What I tell people to do is to close your eyes, do some meditation and imagine yourself inside this crystal being surrounded by this crystal room. So it's sending you healing 360 degrees around your entire sphere of your body and being in that's encapsulated so cool. in this space will allow you to not only heal but release in a way that feels like you're hugged by this crystal energy. I love that.
1: I love that. Yeah. I just started meditating. I don't really have. I'm only doing for five or ten minutes because that's all my mind will. That's know. great. That's Attempt. a lot, actually. Yeah, but I love it. I'm going to get some today. That's a really good idea. How about amethyst,
0: Dina? Yeah. Um, what about that? So amethyst, I love, and amethyst was probably my first love. And I think that that's one of the stones that most people, when they're starting their journey to uncover the healing power, the energy that stones provide, they tend to levitate toward amethyst. Amethyst Mm -hmm. is a quartz-based, like a citrine or rose quartz. However, amethyst is considered one uh, and probably the most popular of the master healer stones and the master healer stone is a stone that can be used for physical healing emotional healing and it can be used for just a variety of different um, in a variety of different ways in a variety of different parts of the body to help bring balance so Mm -hmm. i use amethyst often in conjunction with another stone to amplify the healing element so amethyst as a quartz-based stone Quartz in general is used as an amplifier of energy. So I always tell people it's just like, uh, say, a band that's on stage. All of a sudden they're they're singing, but then you plug the amp in, and that's what quartz does. Quartz used in conjunction with another stone will amplify that energy. So if you're using it for healing, it'll amplify healing. If you're using it to remove heavy energy, well, it's probably going to bring in a lot of heavy energy. So what you want to do is you'll want to use it with a very – positive intention first to keep that energy magnified around your field and in the environment you're in. Very
1: cool. Um, what about, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly. So feel free to fix me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm uh, long, but healing selenite. Am I saying that correct for like anxiety? Yeah. Okay. Can we talk She's a so- little bit about that? Cause I think a lot of people feel a sense of what do I do now? I'm so like, what am I What am I going to do about that person? Like, and we mm. can't, we can't, I know the show isn't really about like mourning relationships, but I don't think we can fully be available for another person until we like, honor past relationships and get over people, because otherwise you're just basically going to continue to have issues with whoever you're dating. So
0: let's talk a little bit about the significance of that and what that is. Absolutely. So selenite is one of the two major stones that do not need to actually be recharged. However, I still do a little slight clearing and cleansing with them. Citrine is the other. But the most popular is selenite, and selenite is a salt based. So if you imagine, if for people who aren't familiar with it, it might be a long column like or wand like or even sort of a a chunky square piece, but it has a lot of small striations on it, like lines, almost like a record close together. And what Mm -hmm. it does, because of all those striations, there's a lot of porousness to it. So I often recommend that people hold it, particularly in your left hand. It's also really good to lay on the spine uh, to open Mm -hmm. up uh, some of the trauma centers if we're trying to release something from the adrenal glands, if we've had any kind of trauma, which may arise Mm -hmm. from... A sudden breakup something that we're not expecting so selenite is one of its major functions other than clearing the energy of other stones is to actually clean the auric field or the energy field of the body so what I tell people just to do if anyone has who's listening has a selenite what they can do is they can actually hold the selenite pay attention first to their eyes and their face in the mirror so without holding the Mm -hmm. selenite Look in a mirror and look at the quality of your eyes, the twinkle in your eyes, the brightness in your eyes, the brightness and rosy color quality of your cheeks, for example. Hold the selenite for three to five minutes, closing your eyes and imagining wherever the selenite is telling your body to place it or use it like a wand, like you were going to TSA. And I run it down my body from the top of my head all the way down to the bottom of my feet you know, under my arms, everywhere along the the, um, front, back, sides of the body. And then I hold it and I place it for a few moments and where I'm guided to place it. And nine times out of 10, when you're done and you return back to the mirror to look at your face, you'll notice your eyes will have an entirely different quality and brilliance. As well as hmm. the brightness in your cheeks and your face. It's also wonderful before you're going on a date. I recommend that I was too. It sounds better
1: than a facial. <laughs> or before photos. But once you purchase this you purchase
0: the stone or whatever, the mineral, I guess exactly. I should say. That's exactly. Cool. I so love it's that. it's wonderful for clearing the auric field. And you'll feel a sense of lightness and openness. And often people report feeling a sense of lightness and softness in their chest and shoulders. So I highly recommend using a selenite. It is probably one of my favorite stones other than um, amethyst, and I tell everyone, you should have that in your toolbox, your dating toolbox, and you should have that in any home just to be able to help clear your energy. Again, it's just like you're going through security in TSA, and you're gonna wipe down from the top to the bottom I, oh, have a, yeah. I have a I have a big wand and I use it regularly just to clear my energy from the outside world. And even if you've gone on a date, even if the date's been pretty good, but you feel like you still want to clean your energy for whatever it, you're about to embark in next, I highly recommend that. And I do want to share one other thing. I have sort of five essentials to to really uh, before you date five essential things to oh, consider. Please.
1: Go go go! Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: So. Yes. Okay, good. So one is like we've already mentioned is really check in with yourself before you actually run out of the house and leave your day behind you. Nine times out of 10, so many times when I talk to people, they treat dating like they're on a job, like they're finding, Mm -hmm. you know, their next project and stop. Mm -hmm. It's really Mm -hmm. important that you allow your energy to just be clear with where you are. Leave the work at the office and then separate the work from your me and play time. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. really good before you do that to reflect on your energy and just separate the day men are masters at creating transition time. Women run right from the office or right from the computer, throw on some lipstick and run out the door to the next meeting or date. And it's almost like they're checking something off the box that energy yeah. comes with you you do not leave that energy behind that energy becomes part of what you're bringing to your conversation even in the unspoken word with it's the other true. person and people can yeah, feel you're the that mirror, right? the way
1: you show up and yeah, yeah for sure you're, absolutely
0: your facial yeah. yes your facial features your body language everything even the energy in your field so the next thing which we've already talked about take a few minutes for yourself you know, uh, which is part of this, this uh, check in with yourself, meditate. I tell people do affirmations, even dance, move your body, sing, get yourself into your body, get yourself into yourself, whatever that looks like. The second thing is to mm-hmm. set time aside to make yourself feel special. So you have that transition time. I'm closing my computer. I'm leaving myself 30 minutes to put on a fresh face, to put, to do my hair, to change my shirt, to take off my tie and put on a sweater, allow transition time, do something that's going to give you time to set yourself up for the next thing. So leave Mm -hmm. your day behind. Okay. Otherwise you're going to find that that kinetic energy as you're running from point A to point B is going to make your date feel like they're squeezed in between your two appointments. And you don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. So that, that really is important for you to, to consider always. So we talked about, you know, spending time, whether it's getting your hair done or it's, or it's putting on a fresh face, whatever that looks like. So that's really, um, you know, the, the third thing is really about, um, understanding that where your mind goes, your energy flows, so, that means if you have to vision your evening, create your evening. And you had mentioned visioning early on, and I wanted to get back to this. So, what we're <laughs> slamming the door. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. what I want yeah. you to think about is visioning where you're going, visioning that we're having a wonderful conversation, visioning that I'm really enjoying my time. If this person is not for you, that's okay but enjoy the moment. Enjoy what you're actually experiencing. Because again, we learn what we want when we understand what are the things we don't want and be open. Don't be so quick to judge. Don't be so quick to say, oh, I don't date people that live on this street or that live and do that. I, I don't date this or that. I hear this all the time when we stop ourselves. So vision what you want to feel like and feel it before you go on the date. In other words, create your reality. If you create it, it will show up. If you don't find yourself on a date with that person, you might meet that person on the way to the bathroom and it happens. So vision and create your reality. The last thing is to be in the present moment. Don't be so ready to rush out the door and to think about, Oh, one more date right? Let me check that off the list. And we do that. We do that because we're so limited with time. So many, so much of the time, so often we're so limited with time. We're really moving on to Mm -hmm. the next thing. It's to stay present with that moment because Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 10 times out of 10, you're going to walk away with a gem. And your job is to be in the field, be in your lab and figure out what those gems are. And you will not be disappointed and at the very least hold
1: on to your amethyst
0: yes of course
1: the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of you know, the gem the kind of sticking a piece of jewelry <laughs> I mean, they have all of them the amethyst right. sounds the most appealing to me exactly oh my god so funny i love it i love it okay so um if you have to wrap we're wrapping up Sally, you've been so great i want to Talk to you again, I'll have to find another topic to, to blend in. I, we didn't even get into Reiki. Do you, oh. Real quickly, what are your thoughts about that with, with combating um, bad breakups or just dealing with like love loss or that, what have you, you know, with the chakras and the touch and the, all of that? What are your thoughts Absolutely,
0: Absolutely. And don't be afraid to tell your friend that you need a hug. Even in a climate like this, a friend, you know, a virtual hug, or I actually, I need an actual hug if it 's you know if you 're not worried about any issues around what 's happening right now with the pandemic, but fast forward any of the healing modal or most healing modalities why I think Reiki is wonderful is because Reiki is an energy frequency that 's a very clear the energy doesn 't back up, so when you 're open to receive mm-hmm. Reiki what it 's going to do is it 's going to allow your energy centers to be calm and relaxed. amethyst is also wonderful if you place it. And the throat on the back of the head because the third eye and the back of the neck and the C7 where the spine meets the head is a fabulous place because it will work with this entire, it's like a, a triangle if you imagine, a triangle here. And it'll work with this entire energy mm-hmm. for the higher awarenesses from the throat to the third eye to the crown chakra. So it'll help bring balance to the central nervous system. And when the central nervous system and your um, your um your thyroid is calm. The rest of your uh, hormones yes. and body is calm. So that's why Reiki is really wonderful and other healing modalities and amethyst will help calm that. So very, very important. Love if that. you also do not know anyone or you don't have access to Reiki, um, I definitely have, I believe I, I might even have them on my site post. If not, they'll be posted soon. If someone could email me, I can send them some short little meditations, energy meditations that are really good. You can just place your left hand over your right hand Place it on your heart center, then place it on your third chakra and your second chakra. If you don't know where that is, it's just between um, uh, the center where your heart is and then two or three inches, uh, say about three inches above the, the belly button, and then just right about one inch above your belly button around your belly button. So that's the second, third, and fourth. You can place your hand and what you can do is in your mind's eye, I want you to take your palms and rotate them counterclockwise three times. So what you're doing is you're clearing out all of the pain and discomfort that we're holding holding in the physical, emotional, and energetic body, and you're clearing it, and you're seeing it in your mind's eye being pulled and cleared out of the body by rotating them counterclockwise. Then shake your hands off, do the same thing, and rotate five times. If you only remember three, that's okay. Five times is a number of change and transformation. So what you want to do is move it five times clockwise, so that you actually can re-energize that area of your body. So not only did you clear, but you now activate it and re-energize that part of your body so that you find yourself back in a place of balance. Then you can do this even if you come home from a date. You can also use your selenite, the same practice, using it like you're going through security at the airport, running it and listening to your body, finding out where it needs to be rested and lay, lay your, your uh, selenite there, and your body has an intuition. Mm-hmm. It will tell you where you're storing and holding some of these energies that are not conducive to what you want to bring forward in your life. So you need to release them. That. You need to be mm-hmm. open and allow them to be released. Oh, thank you so much, Dinda. You've been so wonderful. You're welcome. So
1: much home we're just listening to you talk. Oh, <laughs> oh well, thank yeah. you for having well, me. No, it's my pleasure for real. And I'm sure all of our listeners too. So we'll put all of your contact information in our
0: show notes, but for all of those listening, just share where we can find you. Absolutely. You can find me at Dina, D I N A, Vittantonio, Vias and Victor, I T A N T O N I O, com. It's just as it sounds, Vittantonio with, or, or rather, Antonio with the V I T in front. So that's my my web address. There's information there. You can also find me at the same name on Facebook and Instagram. Okay and twitter right. all right well thank you so much i hope
1: to see you in the park soon
0: thank you okay, have- absolutely we'll see each other very yeah. soon enjoy you your day too. it's lovely out. Oh, yeah
1: okay bye bye thank you for listening to the race for the ring if you like today's episode please write us a review they can make or break a good podcast just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date i'll catch you next week and in the meantime Be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Getting ready in the mornings looks completely different now. Whether you're waking up and heading into the next room for a Zoom meeting or grabbing a mask when you grab your coffee thermos to head out the door, there is no denying it. It's different than it was last year. But thankfully, no matter where you're headed, Grande Cosmetics has something for you to accentuate the features above your mask. Grande Cosmetics, known best for their cult favorite lash enhancing serum, Grande Lash MD, creates beauty products with benefits. From the Grande Drama Intense Thickening Mascara with castor oil to the Grande Brow, brow enhancing syrup with peptides and vitamins for thicker, fuller looking brows, Grande Cosmetics enhances your natural beauty. Find their products at grandecosmetics.com. That's Grande with an E on the end, just like your Starbucks order. Also available at Sephora, Ulta, Morphe, Macy's, and Salon Professionals, at Salon Centric. The Race for the Ring listeners can enjoy 15% off their total purchase at grandecosmetics.com with the code PODCAST. That's PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, redeemable at grandecosmetics.com, which will be valid through December 31st, 2020. Happy shopping!